0: Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark, and you can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And today we're going to be talking about minute number ten of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is going to start with the first part uh, title card for the for the movie which says part one, don't count on it, Batman. And then the minutes are going to end with uh, Bruce and Arthur doing some very smart exposition dialogue. It is exposition, but it's kind of, I think it's a very smart way of how they write that out for the two characters. Um, It's not simply like, oh, I'm just here for the Aquaman. I'm looking for this. Like it's not super He's got to
1: play the part, man. He's got to yeah. This is this is We'll get there.
0: Yeah. Uh but let's let's talk about let's start with the top. Let's start with part 1. Don't count on it, Batman. Great. Uh great title for a part. You for... think It's Yeah,
1: I'm agreeing with you. It,
0: it's pretty cool, right? It's like It's pretty great. It, <laughs> uh not every part has kind of like quotes on them, but mm-hmm some have just regular titles some have quotes um so i noticed that and i i I, what i really like about it is it kind of feels like when you read comic books and you read like a seven part or like a seven issue arc you know what i mean like you're getting a volume yeah like this is this is volume one of justice league Mm -hmm. and so this would be like with the prologue like the first issue uh and it's really cool reading it like that and it would have like you know you get when you get a comic book you kind of have like obviously the cover art but then when you flip to like the first page it kind of has like its second big like cover art, like it's usually like a splash page. It's like explaining what it the is. The title is that like, what you're telling? Is that what like yeah, the title the ti- page? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it's uh, a.
1: Affili- there's so, yeah.
0: There's. I'm trying to explain man. it for like <laughs> comic <laughs> people. If you guys
1: need a great example of it, look up any of the New Fifty Two Flash uh, by Francis Manipal. That's um, perfect example of uh honestly some of the best artwork in DC Comics history, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, like great, great example of. Splash pages and then just like cover pages that actually show the entire page of of the title of the comic book and and the arc um you know with 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 the words intertwining with the setting or whatever's happening, anything like that great flash uh, artwork, but uh I really like this title um I know exactly what you mean by like the comic books uh that would have. Just, you know, crawling from the wreckage, like just things mm, that like, yes. like titles that stick out in your mind are always going to stick out in your mind, even though it's like, oh, that's from a Batman book. It's like, yeah, Batman is the, the title of of the series. But then, you know, they each have individual yada, yada, yada. You get it.
0: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's just really cool. I, I think I think more movies should maybe consider like this whole title card thing. We've been saying it for years. (laughs) I think it's it's a really smart move, not just for this movie, but it might be smart in the, like, moving forward with movies that would allow them to be a little bit uh, longer or restructure them a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Because now everyone's always having a problem with, like, sitting through a two-hour movie. Like, I don't remember that ever being a problem, but nowadays it's like, Movies have to be two hours or even shorter um, and consumed quicker. So, like, I feel like doing this title card parts of a movie Like, can I at least help people watch longer movies. And if that helps them, then that's, I'm cool with it, you know? Yeah. Like, and if I bet that, if that's what they need, then let's do it.
1: I agree with you. I also think, like, it's, like it's saying it, it does help with, uh, I don't know, keeping things memorable. Rememberable? Yeah. Remember all is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Don't Good forget that thing. Good segue into um, Harry Potter titles. They have, like, chapter titles. Um, uh, you know, Troll in the Dungeon. Uh, it's just, like, things that, like, the t- chapter titles that come to mind that, like, make you uh, think about it and stuff like that. I'm trying to think of the other one. Um, yeah, honestly, the, I think, yeah, maybe. The Hobbit. Um, ha- Riddles in the Dark is always going to be a title that... Uh, will never leave me and it's just like a part in that book and storyline that happens. Riders of Rohan, like another chapter title in The Two Towers and arguably probably some of the best parts in that book.
0: So are you saying that those movies, sh- I mean... if So those, yes, what I'm saying
1: is that if you go back into The, the Lord <laughs> of the Rings and The Hobbit, particularly The Hobbit movies, Jesus, if you slap some title cards on there, I'd like it a little bit more, but also... Like the Hobbit had, like the title of the chapters were also the thing. Like it was mm-hmm. just, like it was the one big storytelling thing. I don't know. That's why it's like, oh, riddles in the dark. Yes, that's when uh, Bilbo and Smeagol or Gollum have their bout and everything like that, out of the frying pan and into the fry into the fire. It's like, oh, that's right as the the trolls are atta- or the the goblins yeah. are attacking and everything, and the butterflies.
0: Exactly. I so, do think. I I do think that. It it helps this movie in rewatchability. Like there are times where I I do rewatch this movie and I rewatch from a certain part now because I want to see what happens during that one. Like I'll rewatch like Change Machine, yes, but then all the King's horses, like, or sometimes I'll just go skip straight to the epilogue, and yeah. I'll just watch that again and just look at all the Joker scene and all that kind of stuff. It's just really accessible. You know, and I feel like that accessibility But what's the
1: difference in this and chapters from the DVD menu? I understand that, like, there was a certain point, I think, where chapters started just becoming numbers or whatever. You know, one block would be, like, chapters 0 through 10, and you could just, like, skip through different bullet points in there and stuff on some of the longer movies. But, like, you and I... Do that because we do watch movies over and over again, and everything. So there are moments where we do just want to pop the DVD and skip to the chapter because we know it, and just watch that part and continue watching the movie from then on. Okay, this okay. is like late like, in the movie in itself. It's like, yeah, a, I don't know, it's like a play.
0: You can, oh you know, yeah, absolutely. Um, and we've we've mentioned Shakespeare before, but like with with DVD chapters and these parts. Yes, technically there, there really isn't much of a difference. The only difference is there is no chapter selection here on mm-hmm. HBO Max. We can have chapter selection on DVDs and physical media, and I do watch movies sometimes that way. Um, if I if I want to, I can do that, but we can't do that here. So we have the parts. Um, yeah, both I guess are I kind great, of forgot and, that you can't do that
1: at all on streaming
0: services. Yeah, and. It's not a mini series, so at least this is a good option to have. Yeah. If there was like Lord of the Rings extended cuts that had titled chapter cards, um, maybe I don't know, maybe that again, it's not doesn't make the movie better, like overall, but like it might help with accessibility for mm-hmm. people who want to watch things in parts because they don't have time to watch you know, four hour movies. Of course. And also so. probably
1: comprehension coming from someone who struggled with that, uh, learning in the past and everything. Um, having chapters that are memorable and stuff, as I was saying previously, it helps, you know? Yeah. We all got attention issues, Put put some in there to make me pay attention. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, I, I really do like that. And I think it's a great idea. I think more, maybe more comic book movies, maybe them specifically should try going this way Mm because it might really help. Um, And especially if they want to get bigger, maybe longer movies, if they want to do crazier stuff in those movies and they need to like explain. Um, Civil War did a pretty good job of doing the location cards big
1: text on the location and everything like that, that's pretty fun because a lot of th- different things happened in those locations. So instead of having, like, actual titles of the chapter or whatever, it was just, well, you know you're in uh, Queens when it's the it's the spider guy part.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they do a good job with that. And, and or
1: Brooklyn, like, whatever he was in.
0: Yeah. No, I Civil War is a good example because you do really get to uh, keep track. The other one I really like is... Uh, Rogue One really helps you stay on track. I mean, it does go a lot of places. Maybe it doesn't need to go to that many places, but at least it gives you a title card for each place and says, hey, we're here, we're here, we're back here. Mm-hmm. This is what's going on. So, yeah, it just it really helps. And uh, for a four-hour movie, hell yeah, let's do this more often. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is how this minute is going to start after the title card, and that is with the Bruce Wayne business card. It's pretty pretty cool looking business card. I feel like every does every Batman movie have a business card? No. Clip, this is like the first one ever, right?
1: I don't know if I don't know if other I can't remember off the top of my head, but I didn't think uh a Batman with a business card was a trope.
0: I don't know if it well, more specifically, uh uh Bruce Wayne business card. Um I don't know if I've seen one before. I know we have the infamous Bat Credit Card uh, from Batman and Robin, but I don't know if uh, there was one in the Dark Knight trilogy at all. I um, think
1: he wrote CID on the back of that credit card just so in case anybody, you know, anybody could take that card, right?
0: The the Bat Credit Card? Mm hmm.
1: They got to see his ID and they're going to be like, sir, I need to see your ID. He's like, well, I'm, clearly I'm Batman. They're like, well. That's what you're
0: supposed to do, right? Isn't that's that... how
1: you get them. That's how you get to. That's how you get the cowl
0: off, huh? <laughs> that's your ID. Uh, oh dang, you got. We me. got him. We got <laughs> him. <laughs> yeah, never leave the house without it. Um, it's a nice business card. I would never, as a graphic designer, put a full W from top to bottom of, of the of the edge there. But hey, I don't work for Bruce Wayne, so. Maybe I'm not thinking that smart. It's a nice business card. I do like the big W. For those wondering what it says, mm. uh, let me bring it up here because I it's found it early.
1: Number. It's a phone number.
0: Yeah, it says uh, 221-182-1056. And then there's a website, wayneenterprises.global. So I don't know if either of those work, but I'm sure someone will try.
1: And uh, um, I could try right now
0: if you want. You wanna try right now? Yeah, why not?
1: What's the phone number again?
0: Two two one one eight two one zero five six.
1: Alright. hang on, go two two one.
0: Oh, you gotta be quicker than that. One eight two
1: one zero five six. God, this is gonna be We are unable to complete your call at this time. Please try again later.
0: It didn't work. Okay. What about Wayne Enterprises dot global?
1: Okay, maybe maybe I'm supposed to stay on the
0: line. No. It restarted. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> well, that
1: didn't work. Well, hey, good on them for finding a, a unused uh or an incomplete f- phone number, you know? Mm-hmm. Instead of just doing the 555, 5555.
0: Five, five, five. <laughs> just like random call forwarding numbers and DIDs. Mm-hmm. And they're just like, okay, we'll just snag one. We don't have to make a fake one. Just, what's the worst that happens? They call it and no one answers it. But then someone could buy that unless they hold on to it. I don't really know what the plan is there. Do they um, buy phone numbers and not use them and hold on to them? Or do they, if someone can just buy that. I don't know, and then the website when enter- enterprises dot global doesn't take you anywhere. Is that Is, domain for sale, or does
1: does dot global glo- even exist?
0: Um, it just sort of sounds it, redundant. Yeah, may not may just be fake. I feel like people come up with, uh, well, when it nope, I don't know. I'll have to look it up later. Uh, well, there's your cliffhanger. <laughs> I mean, I've tried it, and it doesn't go anywhere. It says could not reach site. But I don't know enough to know if that dot .global even is a real domain. Do you think, like, so, like, do you remember when um,
1: Godzilla was coming out and everything, and and Skull Island and and whatnot, they had, like, the Monarch website? Shiozawa yeah. had the website and everything like that?
0: <clears throat> yeah, I remember there used to be, uh, yeah, Monarch Sciences... Monarchsciences.com, I believe it was.
1: Is that still... Do you think that Webster... Do you think they'll like close it down at some point and just be like, yeah, we're not paying for that anymore?
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I, I mean, they still manage it now, but I don't... Yeah, eventually they would... Um, I don't know. It's bringing traffic and it's bringing uh, a... <laughs> that's more of... Like, yeah. That's it's like give it to the fans, question. give
1: it to some Reddit mod or someone at the end there. <laughs>
0: Give it back to the the fan base and have it like fan managed. okay, so I looked up Doc Global and it turns out there is a massive list of domain extensions, and Doc Global is one of them, so it is a real domain extension, but I also didn't know that there were so many. It's like, I guess you can almost make up a domain extension. I always thought there was just like the limited like eight or, or ten of them, which was like .gov, .net, .com and stuff. Biz. But yeah, .biz. .edu. Even Google has its own domain extension, .google, .gop for Republican parties. All kinds of stuff. I didn't know this was a thing. Um. Very, uh, very insightful. But yeah, dot global is a general domain extension. So by that logic, yeah, maybe someone can cop that domain, Wayne Enterprises dot global, and run with it. Because obviously, Warner Brothers doesn't own it. Um, so I'm very. Think, cool. I'm thinking
1: we're supposed to be doing something right now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, getting the domain. Someone's yeah. getting it. Someone I gets mean. The domain. Maybe uh, I'm are surprised Zack Snyder doesn't own it or something like that. And like, yeah, I own that. Because they also did, you know, the Wayne Tech manual and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they? I mean, maybe they did. Maybe at some point they did register. I mean, this movie is kind of uh, four years late, right? <laughs> and we're finally seeing this. So maybe back in 2017, they actually did have that domain. And We would have but, never known. <laughs> they were saving it for the Ben Affleck Batman movie that never happened.
1: Hey, I mean, wouldn't put
0: it past them. Um, but let's talk about some of the characters that are in this minute. We have, um, obviously, this is the introduction of Arthur Curry, Aquaman, played by Jason Momoa. Beautiful casting. Mm-hmm. I will defend this casting to the end of time. Yeah, I, th- I think, I wish DC Comics would accept Jason Momoa as Aquaman in comics and i think there's still it's still like blonde hair aquaman yes but he's illustrated as him it's it's odd it's interesting i understand what you're saying the tattoos i I think they incorporated the tattoos long
1: hair and everything and it's like the armor is different it's so like they're trying But it's um the same thing what they did with you know Tony Stark and Robert Downey Jr. They just started drawing Robert Downey Jr.
0: Yeah, and then yeah when Samuel Jackson was cast for Nick Fury they went a different direction as well. Um, I think so. I think I, I I don't see why it needs to be a slow rollout. I think well maybe just in case Jason Momoa doesn't continue playing Aquaman for some reason then they can just regress back into uh kind of how patrick wilson looks as orm and uh because he kind of represents what arthur curry looks like in comics somewhat at least in my opinion i feel like that's what that reference is for Mm -hmm. um yeah i i I do like aquaman i notice his eyes are a little bit different here just a little Oh well, I don't think he has the same eyes in Aquaman, no, he doesn't it's one hundred percent it's different eyes,
1: <laughs> right
0: yeah, it is different, maybe there's know.
1: a point in Aquaman that I'm just not remembering when he like gets powered or a trident or something and they do turn this uh white
0: yeah, what is that? it's
1: awesome is what it is
0: it's cool looking it's so cool I, I I will agree it's cool looking I just don't I don't get it. I don't know what it means. I don't He's know. He's got to see in the
1: dark. Is that He's what got, it is? Well, he, he, he does have heightened senses, you know, in the water and everything like that. And sure, why not? You got to see in the dark. Cats' eyes are green. Goats have rectangular pupils. I don't
0: know. Are you making that up? Is that With, real
1: about the goats? Yeah. No, that's you've never seen a goat's eyeball. No, They're like I'm, aliens,
0: bro. <laughs> you're, you're I'm not t- lying. <laughs> You're telling me goats have square rectangle pupil. pupils. One hundred percent. I had to look up the global doc, uh domain extension. Am I looking up goat? Just type in goat eyeball. eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> this is not. <laughs> oh
1: well, this is some weird devil worshipping website.
0: <laughs> well, you learn something new every day.
1: Yeah, right. It's crazy, right? Those things. Look at those things. Huh. Wild.
0: Interesting. Very interesting.
1: Scary too. Eh, it's alright.
0: Just it's didn't, all right. expect, didn't expect that. <laughs> well now uh, you're
1: now you're prepared. So when you see a goat in real person in real life that close, you'll be like, okay, I know what I'm getting into. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first. I know, thing I know I'm what to expect. <laughs> you're not gonna get you're not gonna scare me this time, bud.
0: Yeah. It's <laughs> the first thing I'm gonna look at Sir, I need to see the goats here at the petting zoo. Mm-hmm. Like, look him right in the eyes, then thank him, bow, give him some food, yeah, little pet, and then, you know, go wash your hands. <laughs> and then, so, yeah. Arthur Curry, Jason Momoa, perfect casting. I love this. His hair looks amazing. It's wow.
1: everything about him. The hair, the jacket, the, the, uh, the sweater, the knit sweater. He was
0: the amazing. dude's a god. He was... He was really good in Game of Thrones and I I really like his personality and how he 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 didn't let Cal Drogo be his typecasting. Yeah. You know, uh, they I think Aquaman really helps him get out of that and then his personality it just like it just makes it so you you know him from playing Cal Jogo but you it doesn't it didn't shape his whole career now he's kind of like just seen as a really cool guy a really charismatic person and he's not just like oh he's he can play henchman number two or something like that it's I'm just really glad that they did this casting it's really helped him out just like Gal Gadot with uh, Wonder Woman you know I felt like she was always kind of typecasted as like a femme fatale type character but then with wonder woman she's really um casted with her personality like they take their personalities and they like make them into the superhero like ben affleck's batman like no matter what when you watch ben, Aff- ben affleck's batman there's still that thing about ben affleck that you can like enjoy watching this Batman because you're like, oh, there's still that little bit of Boston in this in this in this guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it it just makes him likable. Um, with his the way he carries himself. And it's the same thing with Aquaman. The same thing with Ezra Miller with Flash and then um obviously Ray Fisher. Like you just feel like that's Ray Fisher just being an amazing kind of actor and you're like yeah i i'm just enjoying ray fisher do his thing he does that role so well and so does
1: ben affleck as batman and um jason momoa as aquaman i mean like the quote from zach about wonder woman sticks in my mind and it kind of feels like it was universal i mean obviously it was directed at wonder woman with uh she's not just wonder woman she's the world's wonder woman or not just my wonder woman she's the world's wonder woman um I feel like the same can be said for all of these main characters in this story. Even per, more particularly Lois Lane as well. Amy Adams is the world's Lois Lane. She is such a good Lois Lane. Yeah. Uh um That's Jason Momoa the... is an amazing Aquaman and he did bring his personality into it and I don't think it's going to I mean I I think it's a good thing that like we uh in the future I will look at Jason Momoa doing other projects, be like, yeah, man, that's Aquaman. A lot like Keaton's Batman, but, like, that kind of fell by the wayside. Kind of. It's just even, I mean, like, no matter what, it's like Michael Keaton's like, yeah, he's Batman. That's Batman. Um, But if, you know, Ben Affleck's walking down and be like, no, he's my Batman. Like, that's Batman. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, like, Aquaman's the same way. He is... Personality, character, all combined into one, and it's mm-hmm. it's working. I also agree with you that the comic should reflect this character now.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. um I really like what you said about Lois Lane. I oh didn't yeah, one hundred percent. It's all
1: honestly. It's it's all of them.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Even even Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor. Like it's so fitting that it's. It hurts. (laughs) And then, like, it honestly, in my mind, there is no argument of that being bad casting. There's no argument of bad casting in this. Like, because we've spent so much time with these characters, watching them over and over, and I know the characters from their source material and seeing what actors can bring to them and personality traits to them and different types of portrayals, it works. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, there's no argument, you know? I saw it on Snapchat. Still, Snapchat says like these are the worst castings. It's got Jesse Eisenberg right there on the banner as his Lex Luthor. It's like, no. You can't you gotta you you gotta branch out. You gotta learn he's not
0: just Michael Rosen bomb bald man. But it's also like just it's it's also it's different. It's it's not bad. It's almost like semantics at this point. It's not bad casting for Jesse. It's it, he. He's perfectly casted to play the role that they wanted. Now yes. you can argue they shouldn't have gone that way, and that's your preference. That's you know, hey, I, not the Lex Luthor I would have put in the movie. So therefore, like, I wouldn't call that bad casting.
1: Young Superman, young Lex Luthor, get over it.
0: Yeah, I mean. If they wanted the Brian Cranston type Lex Luthor and then casted Jesse Eisenberg to do that, then you could say, yo, it's bad casting. But he's written to be this guy. He's written to be that, that uh, young, Skis. yeah, that viral celebrity kind of person. So, yeah, it's, it's I don't think it's bad casting. But what I was going to say about Amy Adams' Lois Lane is just like, they don't force her into this Lois Lane mold. It's more like it's Amy Adams, but they've given her like the Lois Lane traits and, and her viewpoint. And she yes. just goes off that. And so it's just natural Amy Adams with that Lois Lane mindset. And it makes for such a good character because it it really is her own character at this point. And so that's why sometimes it's hard for people to be like, Oh, you know, I'm not really a fan of Amy Adams, Lois Lane but in reality she has all the all the best qualities of Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. It's just she doesn't fit the quintessential Lois Lane that you perceive that you preference and she's just made it her own. It's it's Amy Adams doing a fantastic job with just the idea of what Lois Lane is. Like as if Lois Lane the character inspires Amy Adams to play out the story in the way that she does. And then, of course, the writing just uh, progresses the character in that direction as well. But it's really good casting in the sense that it's just a good character, a very good character. And it's not about fitting the mold of what you read in comics. It's more so just being, like, a good representation of that character's mythology, you know? And mm-hmm. that's that's why it works so well with uh, Jason Momoa as Aquaman cuz he just he fits like this good depiction of the character like he just nails it 100% and it, and it makes you want to it makes you resonate with that one so that he becomes iconic enough to be like yeah that's Aquaman that's how that's how we know of him now and now it becomes a title we heard it all the way back in entourage and now it's reality <laughs> yeah now it's a reality Um, the other actor in this scene, and the only one that I think has credits because I couldn't find it for anyone else, it's obviously the mayor of this village, and his title credit is just mayor. There's no, there's no name attached to this guy. Um, he is from Reykjavik, Iceland, and his name- Reykjavik. Reykjavik? Reykjavik. Oh, I can't pronounce,
1: I'm sorry. I don't know, I only know it from a rap song. Take in my chickie to Reykjavik.
0: I don't know what that is, it's but I will, <laughs> you learned it, so you know it. I'm sorry for butchering the name uh, for those who are from there. Uh, I'm probably going <laughs> to we butcher
1: We've got a lot of Iceland uh, fan base going on here.
0: Hey, I think so. Shout I out. In, uh, I hey, think I, I think hear I d- your place is real green. <laughs> you
1: might wanna I heard about name there was a huh?
0: volcano there recently. Oh, yeah, that's true. It looked uh, actually very interesting. Actually, look kind of man.
1: What a crowd that drew, huh? Did you see all those people that were there? Yeah, but that's it, wild. It that like all these teams, and they're like in te- they're actually teams. They're in jumpsuits and like you know them, and they're walking together. Like it's like a real functioning science thing that happens when those when like a volcano goes off. It's just yeah, tires hit the ground, helicopters in
0: the air, just scramble. Just the scientists.
1: Yeah. It's awesome.
0: Very interesting. I, I yeah, I was very fascinated by that when it was happening. Um, but before, before I waste any more time, let me go ahead and butcher this guy's name as well. Uh, Ingvar Sigurdsson is, I, th- is, I think the name Ingvar Sigurdsson and, or I'm not going to try pronouncing it any other way. So if I mispronounce it, I'm very sorry. Uh, but he's the mayor of this little scene here. No idea who the old man is with the beard. I tried looking up his, uh, casting credit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of old men with beards. I'm uh, being very specific. Y'all know which one I'm talking about if you see the movie. Uh, Couldn't find his name, but sir, you are doing a great job playing old man with beard. Uh, And that's pretty much it. Now, there is a dialogue between Aquaman and Batman. And this is what I was talking about like the smart dialogue that is exposition, but also just you had to like pay attention. Like they're not spoon feeding you the exposition. Like Batman's not like, I just climbed over those mountains. It was very hard. There's (laughs) no other way to get here. I'm looking for Aquaman. Some guy was was trying to
1: sell me snowshoes for my horse. I don't know what that was up, but you
0: know. (laughs) Yeah. Like there is such a lazy way that exposition can be given from, from a bunch of characters who are just Mm -hmm. being like, well, who are you? Well, I'm the mayor of Iceland. And then this is Aquaman. He protects me." Me? Well, I'm the mayor of Iceland. (laughs) This is my friend, Aquaman.
1: There is, there is very. That's a crazy person.
0: (laughs) That's a comic book for you right there.
1: That's a crazy person.
0: Um, yeah, I really
1: love this introduction and every character's introduction because they are introduced like such mythical beings. He is literally saying a myth. He's talking about a myth that he has just heard. And this guy comes up later being like, don't talk to us like we're done like children and stuff. I get it. Like, it's so fantastical. And this this God is standing in front of him. And he's just got to play the part of I am the weary traveler. I am looking for this hero. Like, I know you are this special person. I am pleading my case. Come help me. Very much so Seven Samurai. Like, man. Mm-hmm. Just do, incredible.
0: Do you think the mayor knows who Bruce Wayne is? Because he, um, he says Bruce I, Wayne twice. And he's like, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. And then he looks Bruce around. Bruce Wayne.
1: There you Bruce go. Bruce Wayne.
0: Yeah. Um, and then he looks around. And I'm like, does he not know? Or is it like clicking in his mind? And he's like this person
1: i what?
0: don't think so it's i don't like, think who's
1: this guy i don't think it's i don't think it's a an issue of like naivety of not knowing who bruce wayne is i think it's an issue of it doesn't matter it's not in their purview it, it, it who knowing who bruce wayne is it doesn't matter to these yeah. people you know? like yeah it who doesn't cares? matter but
0: also like what is such a if this is such a big person What what is he doing here Yeah. Also, like, I don't think
1: anybody would really know, because, I mean, like, yeah, he explains the whole, like, Batman thing. He says, you know, I did it in Gotham for 20 years. He's like, oh, that shithole? Like, uh. Yeah. Like, no. Who cares what they're doing in Gotham? Who cares about some crazy dude that goes out at night and jumps on rooftops and abducts children? (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. rude. That's very rude. Adopts children, I should say. My apologies. Yeah. (laughs) Adopts children. Even Adopts children. Um. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's uh, but the point is that it's so mythical right now that he's that he's just, I don't know. It's like story time. It's it's so cool. It's just King Arthur looking for his court. It's ah, uh, it's it's just good storytelling. Great start to a story, honestly. It's just this journey is, is here. He climbed the mountain. He did it. He passed through the valley. And, yeah, and got here.
0: Yeah, it's it's really. I just really find it fascinating how they make it interesting to learn the situation, which is, hey, nothing has been able to get here, but he fi- he's gotten here somehow. It's impossible, and it's not just said like that. It's like, how did he get here? You know, that's it's closed off. There's no way that he could have gotten here. He said he climbed the mountain, and it's like, that's no way he could have <sighs> climbed that mountain. You know, something
1: I I was thinking about this and this is totally me going like Uber Illuminati, like crazy person thinking, trying to trying to draw strings um, Pepe Silvia style to the to the corkboard. I have no Um, idea what you're saying. People will get it. So in the Leonard Cohen trailer for this, do you remember um, they were singing Hallelujah and everything? Yeah, I remember. I was trying to break down that trailer because the lyrics and and what we were seeing on screen kind of matching and just like the lyrics themselves I think um play a big part in this entire trilogy uh, particularly in the Rise and Fall of Superman. Um but as I said a couple days ago about Batman walking through um the Valley of the Shadow of Death I believe that was that that Solomon said by David and you know I'm not the most knowledgeable about christianity but they share the same name uh the lyrics to hallelujah um i heard there was a secret chord that david played in it pleased the lord in my mind that could refer to batman fulfilling the promise that he made to superman on his grave um the lord being superman david being batman david walking through the valley of the shadow of the death trying to gather up all the heroes to save earth and please the lord yada 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 this is me crazy time. There's a pyramid with an eye on the back of the dollar bill.
0: Hmm. I mean, it's not. I'm. It's not far fetched. I mean, because it's that's within, a Pokemon. Yeah, I understand that. So, well, it's not that Pokemon. So, who is that Pokemon? Who is that Pokemon? Yeah. Is the question. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's not that far fetched because it is still within. Like in the confirmed playing field of of this mythology, this entire 100%. DC cinematic. It's with Zack Snyder and and all the other writers who have been involved. They are making those. It's done on purpose. It's mm-hmm. it is. There was yeah. a um
1: when that trailer came out. Uh, I sent a very very long string of text messages to Mark. <laughs> breaking down the lyrics and what was happening on screen and me like uh, correlating them to the justice league story and and all of this and whatnot. I feel like I need to find those and put them up somewhere. Um,
0: Or maybe not. Yeah. I mean, he makes good trailers. He makes makes great
1: trailers. And I wanted to do the minute by minute dissecting of that trailer. And I did it on my own volition and just send it to you in text messages.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I, I remember watching that trailer a lot. I, I really liked that trailer the most out of all of them. Oh, 100%. That is a very good trailer trailer. Very good trailer. Yeah. That was, that was a very good day. That, that felt, that was an felt excellent very, day. I felt very good about that day and seeing that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, If you guys want to check it out, we did a (laughs) 24-hour
1: live stream of that day. Maybe it's on the internet somewhere, but uh, we had a lot of fun. We had some guests popping in. It was a good
0: time. I like the use of that song in there, and I know people are usually like, oh, yeah, it's overplayed or overused, and especially with Zack Snyder, it's overused apparently, but I welcome it because I don't get bothered by someone overusing it like in that context. I just think... If that fits with what you're going for, then it works. He's telling and, a story about gods. And I would never really like that song. I I know I used to know of the song. Like I knew it from Shrek. Well, yeah. It was popularized with Shrek. But Was even, it popularized with Shrek? I just knew it, it from was, Shrek. So you're saying you watched Shrek and that was the first time you had ever heard it? Yes. Oh. I'm sure there's a lot of people like that. I don't blame them. That's probably their first exposure to it. And so they're like, I don't like that song because I can only associate it with Shrek. And maybe so. Maybe that's probably... Yeah, that's... If you, hey, I don't listen, feel so anything associated, but,
1: Anything associated with Shrek is a good thing.
0: Yeah, every, yeah, but I'm saying the fact that they can't enjoy it now because if they hear it out of context, they think of Shrek. Oh, it reminds me of that damn donkey. <laughs> No, it's not a bad thing to be reminded. Turn off the of. Leonard Cohen. I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's not a bad thing. To be I get reminded what you mean, Shrek. I understand but, what you're but I'm saying. sorry like, that. Oh, you that's were...
1: Sh- that's the song from Shrek. It's like, yeah, no, it's not. Exactly. It's a good and song.
0: I j- I knew of it before, and I know of it mostly from Shrek. But I knew the song before. But like I said, even then, with all that in my history, I didn't much care for the song. But this has made me care for that song. This song's not even in this minute. I don't know why we're talking about it so much, but you know, mm. that DC fandom trailer. And honestly, when I saw it in Watchmen the first time, the first two times I saw that movie, I didn't care for that scene with Silk Spectre and Night Owl. Yeah. But once, once that movie really clicked for me, and then I kind of was like watching it for the third time, I don't know why I was watching it, and then it just like hit me, and I was like, I get everything about this movie, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. That scene hit the hardest out of all of it. Like that to me was like, whoa, I get everything. It's I, like the end game. Like that's yeah. what
1: you're, That's that's the goal, and and that's you know, a, that's all you can hope. Minds. That's
0: that's the best you can hope for with needle drops. Is that when the, when there's the needle drop and you hear that that music in in movies that's not the actual composer like that it resonates so much with that scene and it just makes it make the most sense it could ever make and like become this iconic moment in the movie as well where like the the entire all senses are are like you know are there which is like what that scene is doing but like that was it that was i was like i get it it's incredible incredible scene i don't think music itself could just do it like just the composer like i think the needle drop just works perfectly um yeah i that's when i really fell in love with that song and finally like understood it but then with the dc fandom trailer that's when i was like just listening to that song on repeat cuz i was like this is actually a really amazing song written by leonard cohen and
1: I think in a weird way, it tells the story of the rise and fall of Superman. Like, it, it incorporates so much of things, like, ambiguously. You, you, in my mind, I'm thinking about it. Like, certain lyrics that are referring to characters, I'm obviously putting this person is that, that person is this, yada, yada, yada. And I think mm-hmm. I texted you multiple standpoints. I was like, oh, well, if Batman is seen as David, then this would happen. But if Lex Luthor is David, then this, this, this. It was those types of things I was sending you, which was
0: very cool. Yeah. I always like getting into, into stuff like that. Cause it just kind of shows you like, it's not just me trying to figure it out for lore's sake and trying to be like, Oh, I understand like this whole universe, but I like getting into the minds of the people creating the stories, Yeah, why they create the stories, what's inspiring them to write stories of heroes and overcoming adversity and obstacles. And, like, getting into that stuff and what influences them and, and inspires them. um, That's what I enjoy doing with, like, this movie and maybe, like, Gareth Edwards when he's, like, when he wrote Godzilla and, or directed Godzilla and... Again, another really good lore
1: movie. <laughs> yeah,
0: but it's just, like, getting into the mind of those creators. Yeah. And really, George Lucas was Star Wars, like, that first one and yeah. just like 77 i've watched yeah. star wars and it's like my favorite one now like it's a space opera and it all like,
1: fits it's 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 so perfect
0: yeah. and contained that's another good thing about it it's like this
1: is just yeah. by itself take this and you're solid man you yeah. want to know a little bit more and see some crazy wacky space wizards with laser swords then you then we'll have a conversation
0: but yeah but like i watched but that you just movie. want hero's journey it's a great story but I, I watched that movie, and I just like like the whole time I'm watching it, I'm just thinking about the work put into it, the writing, the mythology, the set building, like all of it. I just think mm-hmm. about it as like,
1: oh, well, there's a crazy hermit that lives in a sand sand uh, <laughs> <No>. sand dune.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just watch it as a monument. Like I'm looking at a cathedral, and I'm like, "Yeah, like, look at this. Look at this movie this person made george lucas typing uh two pages all right that's lunch that's lunch Low main diet coke <laughs> <laughs> all righty well i think uh, i think that about does it for today so let's go ahead and wrap it up uh if you guys enjoyed everything you heard you can find us on all social media at dceu minute and the facebook group the dc cinematic minute listener society you can join us to talk about today's minute or any minutes that you guys are catching up on and we'll catch you guys on monday for minute number 11 of Zack Snyder's Justice League.